versus selling a business, you know, that same type of a, a deal. I mean, it, it, those people need to hear and understand that God is not done with you yet. In fact, the greatest work could just be beginning right now. Have I done enough? That's the question that we are going to tackle on today's show. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, co-host of Retire Repurposed. Well, on behalf of Bentages and myself, we are so glad that you are joining us here today. You know, we always say it's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Have you ever tried to rethink retirement? Rethink what that means. And more specifically, what does that mean for you? Because retirement is really a fairly new concept. It's arguably only about 60 years old, dating back to about the mid-1900s. It's certainly uh, no older than 100 years old. Think back to 100 years ago. What did retirement mean back then? Retirement meant that you were getting older, that you were getting tired. Nobody wanted to retire. Retirement wasn't something people strived for 100 years ago. People that were hardworking and farmers and working with their hands never wanted to get to a point where they had to be tired and were too old to work. But think about it today. Now retirement has turned into the season of life where really we just have an endless vacation where we lose track of our time and our schedule and our guardrails and our identity. And hear me, we lose track of our purpose. Retirement is a huge life change. Two of the most dangerous years of your life are number one, the year that you were born physically. And number two, the year that you retire, but not physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, mentally. So you have to be ready for retirement and not just financially. In fact, we would argue that being ready financially lots of times is the easy part. It's really just kind of a mathematical equation executed over time. And I'm certainly not diminishing the work that retirement planners do. Having a a solid retirement plan is vital for a retiree. But the more difficult battle goes on inside of the retiree, in their heart and in their mind. So if you're new to the show, welcome. We speak a different language here regarding retirement. A different narrative is what we try to bring to the table. So I hope that you are ready. Well, after decades of working and adding value, many retirees wrestle with this question, have I done enough? High achievers that are used to producing can have a hard time slowing down in retirement. So how much is enough? And when can you give yourself a reason to actually rest in retirement? Vantage not only answers these questions, but gives distinctions between a healthy drive for success and an unhealthy relationship with work. Enjoy this episode. All right, folks, welcome back. We are continuing this series on answering life's most difficult questions. We're so glad that you are joining us here today. We were actually going to stop this little mini-series last week, but we figured uh, there was another show because there's another really important question that deserves an answer once you are retired. So we're so glad that you are joining us here today. Just a quick reminder, we have a Facebook group just for you. It is called Becoming Repurposed in Retirement. Join a growing community of people that refuse to accept the typical American dream retirement. All the content, all the latest and greatest links, everything we talk about on the show, if we talk about it and you want to connect with it and you want to find maybe more resources of of studies or charts or links that we talk about here on the show, that is a great place to find it. 
of course, all the webinars, latest and greatest stuff coming out of our platform. The Facebook group is a great place to find that. Go to Facebook.com and search Becoming Repurposed in Retirement to join this growing community of people that refuse to accept the typical American dream retirement. Vantageous joins me on the show here today, and now we have spent a couple of shows talking about some of these difficult questions, and these have been some pretty deep shows. I think we've gone uh, pretty deep into the essence of really what our life is supposed to not only just look like, but look like in retirement. And I think that these are really important shows that discuss some, uh, probably some topics that aren't always talked about in the conversation of retirement. No, these are these are questions that I think get really hard to answer for retirees. I think that's what I'm finding is that, um, you know, the question of who am I, that's a question of identity. And if you've had your identity as uh, put it in the wrong place, which is in your work. And, and there's an element of who we are that I think comes to, you know, and what we do. But so many times we hear that, that question of who am I get answered and what I do. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not it. So I think that's the first one we covered. And, and then, you know, where do I belong and what am I supposed to do? You know, both of those questions get more difficult yeah. uh, in, in retirement because, you walk away from a group of, of people that you've been working with, you know, and your kind of community at work kind of disappears. Yeah. And, and then, you know, what am I supposed to do? Your purpose this can be uh, really hard to find in retirement. So those first three questions, man, I tell you, those are uh, the big ones. And, and the one today, too, I think people just um, retirement's not as easy as people think it is mm-hmm. uh, because people just say, yeah, just go off and, and be retired. Yeah. And it should be easy because you don't have to work. And, and right. it's not that easy. Yeah, I, th- I think there's this misnomer of as soon as I just remove work out of the life equation, everything is going to just fall into an alignment perfectly and seamlessly and everything is is great from here on out. So again, we're trying to um, create as few missteps as possible for you folks listening. One thing that I took away from the past couple of shows, um, first of all, those questions, uh, you're as just part of the human experience, are being answered all the time. My kids are pretty young. I've got a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an 8-year-old, and they're trying to figure out the answers to those questions. They're trying to figure out, you know, what am I supposed to do? What's my thing? Um, where do I belong? Where's my identity? Of course, it, it doesn't come out that way. They're not articulating that because they're kids, um, but those questions... Uh, certainly need an answer at any age. And then the second huge takeaway for me last week was, you know, just think about it. Your job helps you answer a lot of these questions for a large chunk of your life. Again, we could could have a philosophical discussion over how much of your identity should be in work and how much of our, you know, self-worth comes from our job. But the truth is, is your job does give you a form of identity. It does give you, again, something to do. It does give you a place to belong. And then, bam, as soon as you retire, those three answers to those three very important questions go away in an instant. And if you're not prepared for it, it can kind of leave you wandering. Yeah, Jared, I think you've got to just make sure that you've replaced the things that work gave you uh, with, with something, right? Mm-hmm. So we we often talk with new retirees about retiring to something, not just from something. Don't just get away from work. Right. You have to get into something new. And that doesn't mean immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the this idea of rest for a retiree, like a Sabbath, like a time where they where they really go through the steps to decide what is next. Yeah. But if, if you're not actively trying to decipher God's mm-hmm. will and you're not listening and trying to decide where can I be used in his kingdom, where can I be used to, to continue to add value in my community, mm-hmm. I think that's when you will find out that, that retirement will let you down. In, in, a, in a perfect scenario, you have these questions answered for the next phase, 
before you retire. Many times you just don't know. You just don't know exactly kind of what that next phase will bring. Bottom line, it should be on your radar. So hopefully, again, if you're listening to this, just retired, approaching retirement, maybe in the next five to 10 years, whatever the case, these questions need to be on your radar and you need to be aware just how drastically the answers to those questions are going to change. Yeah, I think I think you just have to um, you have to do some soul searching, yeah. Jared. And, and you and I, uh, you know, I've walked with a lot of retirees through this. I've seen the pitfalls, and uh, these questions that we're talking about are, are questions that you know I hear retirees ask me. Who am I right now? Right. You know, I feel like I'm lost. I yeah. get that a lot, and and you know I found some identity in work, and then we kind of we kind of start to relearn or unlearn what how they felt about themselves and get mm-hmm. them into into a better spot. But yeah. uh, so many times that that becomes um, the question, and I think um, if you've had a job that that you had a lot of passion towards, and there was a purpose there, like it wasn't just a um, you know, just a nine to five job job, yeah. but it was a career that you were deep into and you loved your work. Um, and, it, but you felt like it was time to move on that sometimes, um, can be the hardest ones. I think the easiest ones, Jared, are the ones that, you know, they all of a sudden get pulled in all these new directions and right. all of a sudden their, their volunteer requirements and their, you know, they're, they're starting up another entity or they're doing something different. It's, they know it's time to move on. Right. Those are the easy ones. Cause they've again, retired hmm. to something, not yeah. just from something. Yeah. That's a really good point. Uh, if you missed the last couple of shows, go check them out. Again, we've answered the questions. Who am I? Where do I belong? What am I supposed to do though? We've covered those three major questions in the last two episodes. So, so go back, go back on your favorite podcasting platform, find us, subscribe, go check out those shows because these are all really important questions um, that demand an answer. So on today's show, we are going to continue this conversation and have yet another really important question. And this question today that we're going to cover is, have I done enough? Ben, where do we even start with trying to dissect this? Well, I, you know, I start with kind of where I came up with the, the idea for this show, and that's kind of in my own life, Jared. I, you know, I, I deal with a lot of really, um, really successful people, and I, I think we're fairly successful here, and um, and the success has grown. And um, I've tried to um, vacation recently, and man, I tell you, there, there's a little bit of that feeling of um, I'm, I'm not certainly feeling as if I'm retiring, but the feeling I, I had was like is this what some retirees feel like? Like you, you take an extended break Mm -hmm. and you rest and it's like, Oh man, I feel like I should be at the office. I feel like I should be doing something. I feel like I should be, um, trying to achieve something today. Um, I've had this conversation so many times, but I think, um, it's a question that a retiree has to be feeling, uh, nearing retirement is have I done enough? Have I, um, achieved enough? Um, if you're a high achiever, have I, you know, worked hard enough? Um, it, it's more this person that's not as worried about financial. Like, do I have right, enough? Right. It's, it's have I done enough? Yeah. I, and I want to, I want to dig into your experience with that. I've got some questions I want to ask you and, and hear your opinion on that. But I, I would tend to agree with that. Like, um, I'm kind of like you, I don't rest well. Uh, and if you don't believe me, ask my wife, we try to just kind of take one day a weekend and just kind of shut it all off. And I, I look forward to that day, but I got to say by the end of that day, I'm kind of ready. I'm kind of ready to rumble a little bit. Uh, I go for a walk every morning and, uh, usually on that walk, I just have some alone time, think a little bit, pray, you know, meditate, whatever. And usually by the end of that walk, it takes about 35 minutes. I've usually busted out my, my calendar for that day. And I feel like that's a, that's a good time to do that after I've kind of reset my thoughts a little bit, kind of got, you know, on the straight and narrow. But then I look at my calendar and I want to see my calendar like 
plugged up. I like that. I don't like going into a day where I don't have some tasks that I'm ready to knock off the list and get after it and achieve something so I can connect with you on that one. Yeah, and I think, um, am I a workaholic? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, maybe, that's, that's, that's our next one of your questions, yeah. Uh, can a workaholic <laughs> retire? <laughs> right. uh, I, I think, Jared, um, I, I don't think I'm a workaholic. I don't think I um, – I think workaholics tend to put – um, you know, they, they put that work above and, and put it in place of, um, you know, God, they yeah. put it in front of their family. It starts to cause major relational issues. Yeah. I don't have that. Um, I, I, but what I have is this desire to achieve mm-hmm. and this desire to do more and to yeah. help more people. Yeah. Um, the other day, my daughter had texted me and she had, she had texted me something, Hey, I want to go. And, and she's a CNA right now. She's a 17 year old uh, coming into a senior, her senior year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, can I work this one night? And I'm like, man, why do you keep working? And he's like, I've learned it from you. And I'm like, Oof, <laughs> is this good? Is this bad? Right. You know? But I, I think at the end of the day, um, achievement and work is so um, important mm-hmm. to us, whether or not we're in our career and yep. we're working or if we're retired. It mm-hmm. makes no difference. God made us that way. That's right. In fact, I think that's a big problem in society today. Um, when, when we see programs, government programs, that there's so much handout mm-hmm. and there's so much here, just take. Um, and, and you don't combine that with a level of work and achievement. Mm-hmm. That is going against the very grain of yep. how God made us. Yeah. And when we move into retirement, if all we're doing, Jared, is we're just on, you know, we're taking, hey, we've put money in Social Security to take our income. We've saved enough. Now we don't have to do anything. Yeah. I think that that goes against how we were created. Mm-hmm. We were made in God's image, right? God made us to look and and somewhat be like him, okay? Mm-hmm. We're not God's, but no. but there's part of him in each of us. We're his children. Mm-hmm. So when we uh we we lose that that work and that um, you know, achievement, yep. I think that can be a problem. I was just at a conference a couple of weeks ago and and during the conference they were kind of asking us to soul search a little bit and think about what drives you. Why do you want to be successful in your business? And it was specifically for people in the financial industry. And uh, the gentleman that was leading it, he's like, you know, maybe it's because you you want to you want to make more money. And he's like, and, and I feel like we've had to apologize for that. Like I think in some in some regards in the in the Christian camp, sometimes we feel we look at the the drive to succeed and achieve as kind of a a bad thing and certainly biblical pride is bad, but he talked about ego. He's like sometimes like Ego is a thing. It can be a very positive thing. And he's like, at the end of the day, if you want to be successful because you want to prove it to yourself, what's wrong with that? You know, I, I, I've been working out lately with my 12-year-old son, and I see him really going after it. And the, the gym is the ultimate, like, it's the ultimate you against self because I can't lift the weights for you. And we all know people that can go to the gym every day for hours and literally do nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have to go in there and prove it to yourself. And I'm watching him you know, pick up on that and, and, and feel the excitement of being able to lift more weight. And uh, I, I think that that's, again, I don't know if ego is the right word, but this drive to succeed, I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's a very good thing. And a lot of times God puts that in us. You started to answer the question, but I'd like to hear your opinion on this. Where's the line? Where is the drive to, for success and achievement and that inability to rest? Where does it kind of enter that gray area where it may be a little quote unquote unhealthy? Yeah, well, from a work standpoint, like I said, when a workaholic person begins to have that 
that disconnect with their family, family disconnect yep. with their relationship with God. They start to prioritize work over all else. I think that's yep. when you have it. But I think um, from a success standpoint, Jared, I, um, the problem with success, and we know this, is that the, the goalpost moves, right? So you, you might think you've achieved something, and I want the next thing. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about healthy, good work, not necessarily because I need the bigger home or the second home, the third home, the faster car, the whatever it is. I think that's that's what's at stake here. Mm-hmm. I think when, when you go too far and you start to prioritize those things right. above people, yeah. that's an issue. But we're talking about just healthy uh, you know, I, I love my job because I help people sure. and I will help more people mm-hmm. and do more. Now, is there some financial reward to that? Yes. Yeah. And that, that I, I, but it's not for that. It's for the people yeah. that you're helping. So yeah. I think it, the line becomes when you start to idolize, yeah. you start to put something before God and, and it shows up in your life. Yeah. I, I was going to actually bring that up. Do, do you feel that work and success can lots of times be an idol? Of course, I think you'd answer that. Yes. And that's exactly what an idol is. It's something that you put before um, your, your, you know, your relationship with the Lord and above your family, then it becomes this idol. Um, and I think that that's probably, probably where the line is and your heart aspect. And I think you nailed it too, where you said the drive to succeed isn't necessarily for the result being money and currency. It's for the value add and the, you know, the helping fellow man. That's, that's the drive. Yeah. And you don't want to get to the end of your life and have the regrets of let you work too much either. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's something that, I think, you know, in Ecclesiastes, it talks about that. Ecclesiastes 2.17 talks about how the writer hated life because every, work was meaningless. Everything was worthless. He hated it because, you know, it uh, really he was leaving something after for who was after him. But yet, when you look at that verse and you look at um, how how they it looked like everything was meaningless, everything that they had toiled for under the sun was meaningless— I think we have to look inside and say, I've worked too hard to achieve something. It wasn't the work that was bad. It was the result of the work and all the things yes. that really caused the problem. So I think um, we, we have to realize that God made us to achieve. He made us to work. But he also, Jared, made us to rest, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the second piece to this, and I do want to talk about this. I, whenever you talk about working too much, and you brought up that, that, that verse in Ecclesiastes, I always bring up the Brony Ware book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And again, this is a, a lady who spent time working in basically hospice in Australia, and she wrote a book about all the people that she had conversations with before they passed. The number one regret amongst the dying was they were not true to themselves. They wish they had lived a life more true to themselves, not what society or friends or, or, or their community thought they should have been more truthful living. That's another podcast. But the second one was, and it always happened with guys. They said that they regretted working so much. Again, we're, we're, we're contradicting ourselves here. We're saying in one cheek, you know, on one side of the mouth, Hey, you know what? Like, Achievement's good. Work is good. And then on the other side, we're saying you can get to the end of your life and feel like you worked too too hard. So again, I think it's just a, it's a very delicate balancing act, always making sure that you're doing a little bit of, uh, again, soul analysis to make sure that your heart and your head's in the right spot as you achieve and, and why you're doing it. Yeah, and, and then make sure you rest, too. I, th- I think there's an element of that that, you know, last week on vacation, I was I kept kind of struggling with this. I'm like, I'd get up in the morning. I'd be like, oh, man, I'm going to stain the entire deck today. I would just start going crazy, you know. Um, that, and my wife looks at me and says, we're on vacation. I'm like, for me, some of this uh, uh, this achievement thing, is it gives me um, energy. It, it gives me energy. Yeah. It actually creates um 
that that feeling of hey, I've got something done and makes my afternoon a little bit better. Now, um, that's not a negative thing. That's something that you know God made me with that uh, maybe a little heightened level of wanting to achieve. But I think um, I just have to be careful. Yeah. I have to be careful that I didn't then prioritize. Oh, I got to get all this stuff done yeah. before my family. Yeah. I didn't prioritize putting that stuff as you know again an idol before God. I yeah. was I had to be careful of that. I have to continue to be careful of that. And of course, make sure I'm resting at some point. That's that's a really good point. We've got about five minutes left of the show. I I, I want to ask you this, and I don't I don't I, I don't want to hesitate asking it, but it's going to be a tough question. I'm putting on you, putting you on the spot here. But like to answer this question, have I done enough? How does a retiree know? How does an, a high achiever who is transitioning, you know, out of a business, out of being in a CEO position, you know, transition into that period of life? Where, you know, again, it's just going to look different now as they're entering this particular phase. How does one know and have peace that they have indeed done enough? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Jeremy, it's a huge question. Thanks for putting me on the spot, by the way. But I think, um, I, I don't know that we've ever done enough. I mean, when we look at you know who we are in Christ, God didn't say, you know, we get to a certain age, you can just be done, like adding value, you can be done, um, you know, creating, mm-hmm. you can, so I think um, the the question I'd be, I'd be, I'm kind of thinking through is like in my, in this company, you know, when will I be able to walk away and say, okay, that's good. You know, I'm gonna do something else. I think my answer is going to look like I've got a certain goal we're trying to accomplish here as a business. Mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm trying to create something um, that, that continues to grow even without me. And when I get to the point that um, this this business is working without me, in fact, better almost than when I'm here, mm-hmm. and I can see um, the value in people's lives mm-hmm. coming, both the people that work here and and the clients, and, and we're helping a lot of people, and yet I'm not needed here, and then I get pulled into another direction, mm-hmm. yeah. that's probably when I say that, that it's enough. It's and I, I think... Um, you know, there will be periods of rest throughout here, hopefully. Yep. Um, but I think uh, for somebody just to say, yeah, I've done enough and know 100% that was the right decision, you're, you're never going to know 100%. Yep. Um, but if you can walk away and and feel as if you've accomplished the mission, mm-hmm. right, um, of, of whatever you're walking away from, I think that's a, that's yep. a key component. Yeah, even if you go back to the, you know, the, the creation uh, part of Genesis, you know, it talks about how God created for six days and he rested. Um, it didn't say that he was now done and that was it and it's game over. No, God continues to move and, and live and, 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 and be involved. So I, I think that to your point, 
it kind of mimics even the creation story where there was creation, there was value, rest, but that wasn't over. It just may have looked slightly different, uh, but the, the, the value and the work did continue. Yeah, I mean, you read that verse. I mean, Genesis 2, uh, verse 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work, and God blessed the seventh day, made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Right. He didn't say now he's done forever. He's taking <laughs> right. a break. It's yeah. a rest. Yeah. And I think um, part, of, part of that, too, it, it doesn't say anything about he had to rest because he was tired. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily why people need to move on or feel as if they've done enough in a job. It's not because you're done, because mm-hmm. you're just tired. It, it, yeah. Many times, just it's the time to do it. And the other thing I love about that, that verse and, and that scripture is that he looked on what he had done. It was good. Sure. You know, I mean, I think, good. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I, we, even God could, could appreciate the mm-hmm. beauty of what he had done. And yeah. I think, um, you know, you look around our world and what God created is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think man's messed a lot of that up. And, um, certainly the fall, you know, we, we continue to, to make mistakes. We all do, mm-hmm. but what God did is beautiful. Yeah. I, I think that this message is, is really, it's kind of like salve you know, salve to the heart of somebody who is a high achiever, knows it's probably time, you know, air quotes time to step away from a current role, but a little uneasy knowing that they're going to walk into a period where now I'm kind of, uh, you know, peer pressured or society pressured into being a little bit more um, dormant or inactive than than I want to be. I think that this is a good message for them to say, you know what, it doesn't have to be. You can look, you can move on, you can have more rest, but still, you can still kind of scratch that itch that, that, that God gave you in your personality and your heart. Yeah. I mean, you're not done achieving. Yeah. I think that's important that, that somebody hears that you're not done working. God isn't done with your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may be calling you into something else. And um, if you're feeling that pull into something else, you may not even know what that is. But knowing that you're not supposed to stay in your current role, yeah. whether you're a CEO that's leaving, I'm working with a CEO right now, it's kind of like, oh, I think it's time. Um, a, a person selling a business, you know, that same type of a, a deal. I mean, it, it, those people need to hear and understand that. God is not done with you yet. In fact, the greatest work could just be beginning right now. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like a copy of Ben's book, Repurpose, The Untold Story of Retirement in America, just go to our website, retirerepurposed.com. Until next time, I'm Jared Sebesta. Remember, don't retire, become repurposed. We'll see you then. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.